Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Thousands and thousands of Southwest flights canceled yesterday, and nobody's sure why. People trapped all over the country. Uh, More than a quarter of the Sunday flight schedule canceled. And Sunday, of course, is the big day when wherever you went, you're coming home. More than a quarter of the flights just canceled. Second, second straight day of doing that. So there are a whole bunch of people that didn't get to get home on Saturday or get where they're going. They were hoping on Sunday they could. And they canceled a quarter of the flights on Sunday. And apparently if you like, uh, well, I'll read this. There's one Twitter responder. We're here in the middle of it. Stuck in Houston. Pilots and other personnel are refusing to work due to forced COVID mandates. Mm, I'm not here. Interesting. To, I'm not here to talk politics. That's the truth of the situation. From a family stranded without luggage or access to a rental car to get home. Now I don't know if that's been nailed down yet. That's what the internet claimed. Southwest and most of the and most of your mainstream media were not saying that. Now Southwest doesn't want to admit that happened. I guess and the ma- mainstream media. You remember last week? Mandates work. Um, they don't want to make it look like there's any downside to vaccine mandates, so they might be covering it up. Or it's got nothing to do with that. I don't have any idea. Well, the fact that Southwest initially trotted out some really weak excuses. Yeah, weather disruptions. <laughs> weather, weather, air traffic control challenges. Weather at every single corner of America at the same time. That's what it was. And uh, you know what? United must have different kinds of planes because they were flying. We couldn't. So Ted Cruz took to Twitter late Sunday to speculate about the uh, cancellation of nearly 30% of Southwest's flights. Just got an email from uh, some folks, some loyal listeners, who've been sleeping in their car at the Phoenix airport for two days. Oh, my God. Yeah, I you, know. You, well, they got a car, so driving is an option. Uh, but you can't get a rental car anywhere because everybody got on the rental cars, and there's already a shortage in the country. So no cars. No wow. way to go anywhere. So uh, the airlines blamed the cancellations on disruptive weather and air traffic control issues. Some Twitter users were suspicious of the timing, including Texas Republican Ted Cruz, quote, Joe Biden's illegal vaccine mandate at work. Suddenly we're short on pilots and air traffic controllers. Uh, the airline announced last week that due to the new rules from uh, the Biden administration, workers must be vaccinated and have until December 8th to be fully vaccinated. Why would they... Workers are allowed to seek medical or religious exemptions, so I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure how great an explanation that is either. You'd think we'd know this. I'm generally a Southwest fan, as far as all the airlines go, and they do pretty well with customer service surveys and all that sort of stuff. I have a Southwest credit card for crying out loud, but that was a, uh, a big fail over the weekend. So the uh, pilots' union discussing the operational difficulties, said, we can say with confidence that our pilots are not participating in any official or unofficial job actions. It's not any sort of strike or protest. Uh, Southwest claims the mandate story is inaccurate. There's a lot of unfounded rumor and speculation circulating, she said. Well, why the hell have you canceled so many of your flights? Well, and like I said earlier, I almost think if I'm Southwest, I lean on the vaccine thing, whether it's true or not, because... I think that's easier for people to buy. Oh, okay, you're not, you're still the same organized, functional, competent airline. Just got this weird vaccine thing going on, and that'll get worked out one way or the other. Um, if it turns out you just suck, how's that better? 
Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. This is an odd story. We'll keep an eye on it for you. Speaking of economic stories, uh, and my major life revelation uh, coming up in just a moment. Stay with us. Okay. Uh, it is actually pretty amusing. All right. Um, uh, a diaper shortage has hit America. One in three American families uh, that, that have babies at home can't find diapers. There's shortages of all kinds of things going on right now, and it's supposed to get worse. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, they go into some of the details, but um, uh, diaper prices are also going straight up. Kimberly Clark announced price hikes for its products like Huggies and Scott Toilet Paper. Procter & Gamble announced its prices would increase in baby care, feminine, and adult incontinence uh, products. So uh, that's a shame. Your uh, Depends are going to be more expensive. Um, blah, blah, blah. Their Back is- to cloth diapers like the old days, like my mom did. Well, I, you know, we were talking uh, last hour about uh, poll results, what people are aware of and concerned about. Uh, people are acutely aware of the inflation thing. Oh, boy. And and you combine that with uh, the immigration situation, the Biden administration has taken on water like crazy. But the New York Times with an interesting piece about shadow inflation. Now, we're familiar with just inflation, inflation. The price is up. Gas prices through the roof. And whatever. shrinkflation. Exactly. Which is a different kind of inflation. Cereal boxes, the, the cereal box people are clever. They don't, they just can't make the box too small or you'll, you'll notice. Same size box, it's so thin. It's like as thick as a, a tiny paperback. Huh. There's just like, there's like six Fruit Loops in each box. Wow. So evidently the hole, instead of the bag, is like three quarters of the way to the top. Now it's halfway to the top, but people could open the box and say, whoa, this is half empty. So now they've slimmed it up. Yeah, the boxes are so thin. So you open it, it's full. Wow. Wow. So you've got regular inflation, shrinkflation, and now shadow inflation. And as they explained, some companies haven't been raising prices. They've been cutting back customer services and conveniences. How should that be measured? They say, in crucial respect, the data may be understating the true rate of inflation right now. Many types of businesses facing supply disruptions, labor shortages, haven't dealt with those problems by raising prices, but by taking steps that could give their customers a lesser experience. Hotel room costs the same, but no longer includes daily cleaning service, for instance, mm. which I don't care about. That's It's too much anyway. But restaurants are offering limited services. Waiters are stretched thin. Would-be car buyers being advised you got to be flexible on the color or even make and model, or you're going to be waiting six months to get your car. That's not measured as inflation. That's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. So cereal boxers getting cereal boxes getting smaller, that doesn't fit into any inflation metric or the normal inflation metrics. I suppose. They just go with the price of a box of cereal. Right, right. What about a dining experience? Cleanliness of tables, floors, bathrooms, uh, the quality of the service, getting the right order, getting your drink uh, on time or getting one at all. Uh, people trying to buy appliances and other retail goods are waiting longer. According to J.D. Power, who knew they pulled on this? Even at the highest rated retailers, only 57% of customers were able to get customer service within five minutes, which is down about 11 points. That's impossible to measure. Right. Shadow huh. inflation. That's um, really interesting. Things just getting suckier. Right. For the same price. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, I have. I actually said that to my kids once um, recently at a restaurant. I said, you know, on one hand, uh, you know, I'm not mad at any individual here. This is when we just couldn't get anything to drink. 
or your bill or you can't Ugh. order your dessert. You can't do anything. I said, but on the other hand, I'm paying full price. I mean, this is the same price as it was before. So Exactly. Exactly. And they trot out the uh, comparison between rental cars and hotel rooms, which are closely uh, related products, right? The rental car companies just raise prices because that's really the only thing they could do. And hotel companies cut services. It's all inflation, though. Uh, yeah, I think Biden and companies are to return it to politics because the economics of it are interesting enough. But uh, I think this is a creeping awareness. American people, the American people have a creeping awareness and a, a creeping sense of edginess and worry, because particularly if you're not, you know, in the upper quadrant economically, inflation is terrifying. I remember as a kid in the 70s, growing up in the 70s, Gladys, what are you? Uh, sorry. I, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm a little edgy. I drank more coffee than usual this morning. Hmm. Uh, Gladys was right on time. Nice job, sweetheart. Uh, but back growing up in the 70s, we were not uh, wealthy by any means uh, at all. Um, and and there was a fair amount. A fair amount. There was rampant inflation in the 70s. I remember my parents talking about it, how they just couldn't afford the brands that my sister and brother and I liked at the store. We had to get the junky stuff. Uh, because of inflation. And man, if that really takes hold and, and the awareness grows, you will see a, a, a you know, tectonic plate shifting politically. You can't talk away inflation as a politician. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, a lot of good stuff. And next hour, the decline and fall of the Democratic Party may be coming. Let me throw out a quick if you have any other examples of uh, inflation or shrinkflation, hit us on the text line. Things you've oh. noticed have gotten smaller. Like shadow inflation. Yeah. Text line 415-295-KFTC. And you got your major revelation next, I guess? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. I learned something about myself and my family history wow. that shocked me. Slaveholders. That's what it's got to be. No? Not saying. Okay. <laughs> we'll have that next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Bill Cosby said he thinks R. Kelly, quote, got railroaded following the singer's sex trafficking conviction. Cosby made the comments in the latest issue of Not Helping Magazine. <laughs> Hilarious. That's, uh, that's a, a little, I expected a stronger punchline than that. How about rapist pervs standing up for each other monthly? Oh, boy. Yeah. So the Secretary of the Treasury says uh, we should get away with the debt ceiling thing, but... Um, we should what now? Get rid of the whole debt ceiling oh, okay. thing. Okay. But, the, but the, the why of that and the explanation of how that would work, she's absolutely 100% right about, so stay tuned for that. So I had a really interesting weekend. Um, there was a, a big extended family gathering of my mom's side of the family. It's essentially her cousins and some of my generation and even some grandkids and that sort of thing. But um, that generation of my mom's side of the family had lost uh, a couple of their members this year, including my mom and also her cousin. Uh, who died suddenly and unexpectedly. My mom, after a long battle with Parkinson's, everybody saw it coming. It was just a question of when. But anyway, so they decided, like many families do, what are we waiting for? And, you know, my mom would have just absolutely adored it. Mm. I just, it was so sad she wasn't there. But anyway, it was great to, to, you know, meet up with the people and get to know them a little better. Some I hadn't seen since I was a tiny little kid or 
you know, had just seen once or twice through the years and couldn't quite place who belonged with whom. Right. You know, it is. And it, unless you see them on a regular basis, you hear the names and you got a vague idea who's related in what way, but just vague. So anyway, it was great to reconnect with the family. It was really cool. People traveled from everywhere from the Bay Area, California to the East Coast and the Carolinas and all. And, and so it was fabulous. Um, I found out a couple of really interesting things. Number one, the uh, incidence of mental illness in the family, far more than I'd realized, uh, partly because back in the day, you just didn't talk about it. Interesting, and it uh, tends to have a, a hereditary quality to it. So, Yeah, yeah. There were, uh, there were at least a couple of suicides. There's um, uh, bipolar disorder. Um, and, and actually the stories of, uh, the family coming together and, and helping out the folks who had those struggles are actually really wonderful, life affirming. Well, the, 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 the important thing to be aware of it is cause, you know, I'm dealing with this right now, but, um, when you fill out any paperwork, they always ask if you've got a history of this or that in your family. And if you don't know it, you can't put it down. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. matters to the way they might treat things. So. But the story of my grandmother's generation, my mom's mom, was really cool. Six girls and a boy um, who hung together beautifully um, throughout their lives, helped each other out in a lot of ways, and, and stayed close and wrote beautiful letters, that sort of thing, which is kind of a lost art. And, and part of the reason for that was their family was quite wealthy and um, kind of the, the, the big wheels around uh, town in that part of South Carolina. And uh, lost it all in the Depression. Went from wealthy to to dirt freaking poor mm. in the Depression. And the kids grew up that way. And they learned to lean on each other and, and started from scratch and worked hard and had various successes and, and challenges and the rest of it. So it was kind of cool to hear that end of the story. But one of the reasons they had a fair amount of money pre-Depression uh, was because going way, way back... Indeed, they were cotton plantation owners in South Carolina. Wait a second. Slaves, the whole deal. Slaves and the whole deal. Well, yeah, not many uh, cotton plantations in the South were like paying people. Um, So, yeah, yeah, going way back, not only are there slave owners that I'm directly descended from, uh, but I am directly descended from the first guy. The staff is not shocked by any of this. (laughs) <laughs> I always suspected it. <laughs> I am directly descended from the first guy to sign the Articles of Secession in South Carolina, the really? first state that seceded. Wow. Yeah. That's so, something. Dig this. What's and, the guy's and, name? Uh, you know, I was afraid you were going to ask. I left it at home. I meant to bring it. Right. I don't have it handy. Um, I can come up with it. But anyway, uh, the only reason he was the first was they called the counties in alphabetical order, and he was the rep from that. No county. wonder you've been you've been wearing a state of Jefferson sweatshirt for years now. You're a direct <laughs> descendant of the guy that started the last secession. Seceding is in my blood. Exactly. I just want the state of Jefferson to secede from Cal Unicornia in Oregon. It's what I just you, I can't help it. It's what your people do. If I was in Iowa, I'd want to secede. You know. My part of Iowa. Anyway, uh, so this is crazy. And the whole I'm directly descended from look at me thing. It's just it's interesting to me. I just the whole and I'll explain in a minute why I just don't care that much other than it's kind of amusing. So apparently I am directly descended from the first guy to sign the article of secession in South Carolina and Lincoln's secretary of war. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, no wonder I'm so conflicted. 
Wow. My daughter Delaney, who's a big history freak, uh, was was incredibly amused by that. She said that explains a lot of my issues. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you remember when Ben Affleck was on that Ancestry TV show on PBS and he found out he was a descendant of slaveholders? I was, do. Oh, my God. Oh, no. oh they, he tried to cover it up. That's right. He tried to keep that right. episode off the air. I mean, they, they, then you know. he tried to atone for it by making these these lavish, guilt-ridden statements. And I, I mocked him at the time. I, well, yeah. Affleck. Not to take any of the fun out of your lineage, just unless it was your dad who raised your grandfather, it just... It doesn't really make any difference. Well, you know what I <laughs> So would... it doesn't make you a good person or a bad person. It doesn't really do anything. No, it's just interesting. So here's the way I would describe it. If somebody had gone to one of those slaveholder, great, 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 great grandfather types and said, hey, like four generations down the line, you're going to have a great, 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 great grandson named Joe. And he's kind of a sarcastic ass. And sometimes he offends people. I'm sure my great, great, great grandfather would say, What's that got to do with me? <laughs> what are you looking at me for? I'm not doing What are you talking about? Yeah. And I feel the same way about, you know, X number of generations ago. You know, who, who knows? Maybe it was some sort of cosmic justice that uh, that part of the family was laid low economically. Wow. Although, wow. I'll tell you, my grandmother's generation, there could not be a more kind and, and generous Christian group than they were in the classical, you know, s- sense. So... Anyway, interesting. That was interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's got slave holding in your blood. I'm a reb. I'm a reb at heart. Hmm. Hmm. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Even with millions of openings, employers can't find good help these days. Or any help. Millions of jobless people now stay home. Why risk working and catching COVID, especially for mediocre money? Uh. So I was looking at some of the uh, roundtable discussions on your talk shows yesterday, and that one stuck out to me as they got into a discussion about COVID, and I just thought, there's just such two different worlds, and I guess some of you are living like that. You probably aren't listening to this show, so I don't know anybody like that. I don't know anybody who's worried about catching COVID so they wouldn't take a job. And, and they talked about in restaurants still struggling because people are afraid of getting COVID. I don't know a single person who wouldn't go out to eat. I don't know anybody who's worried about catching COVID, period. I don't right. know one person that's worried about getting COVID. Uh, on a day-to-day basis... I deal with the pain in the ass of masks or this being open or closed like everybody else I hang around with, but I don't know anybody that's actually worried about catching COVID. Out at the Giants-Dodgers game, there was a sea of humanity everywhere. The parking garage, anything you went to, everywhere. And I didn't get, I didn't get the sense that anybody had COVID on their mind at all. At the same time, though, I, I've got to admit it's possible that those who spend their lives listening to the terrify you religious cult uh, neurotic COVID types like Matt Taibbi was writing about, um, they're out there. Maybe they are afraid to work. I guess so. Because they think it's, you know, 800 times more dangerous than it is. People making the decision, it's not worth the risk of getting COVID for this wage. You're thinking about getting COVID. It ne- It hasn't crossed my mind really since the first month of this whole thing. Nor most people I hang around with, so I don't know. Uh, That's one topic. Different topic. Janet Yellen, the Secretary of the Treasury, 
was uh, on uh, one of the talk shows yesterday, and I was expecting to dislike her. Um, but she said some things I really did like. It's really up to Congress. I, I, yes, I have said I support personally uh, getting rid of the debt ceiling. I believe that once uh, Congress and the administration have decided on spending plans and tax plans, it's simply their responsibility to pay the bills that result from that. Yeah, she went on to say that the time to discuss our spending is at the, t- at the time that they're writing these bills. That's when we should have the debates and the fights over how we're going to pay for it or paying for it or not paying for it or kicking the can down the road or whatever. That, but that's the point of the fight when we're, when we're sitting at the dinner table and deciding whether or not we want to go to Hawaii. That's the argument. Not when the credit card comes in and we're back from Hawaii and all tan, not whether or not we should pay for it. That's just right. weird. Right. Well said. Well said. And she was asked about this trillion-dollar coin thing, which when I originally heard about it, thought it was just a joke, but it's raised to the level that George Stephanopoulos is asking the Secretary of the Treasury about it. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't be supportive of a trillion-dollar coin. I think it's a gimmick, and um, it jeopardizes the independence of the Federal Reserve. You would be asking to essentially print money to cover the deficit. Yeah, I just, I don't get it on eight different levels. The, the, <laughs> it sounds like something a, uh, a, a country that is done does. It sounds like something <laughs> Venezuela does. Some fat king of an African republic yeah. sitting on his crown with a you know leopard skin around him making a declaration. Yeah, uh, but I, I started to have a little hope yesterday as a certain number of people on the left and right, not very many, they're still mostly partisan hackery and bitter, bit, bitterness and everything like that, but just a few people saying, hey, you know, we got we to gotta start being grown-ups about this. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about how we're going to pay for this stuff at the time we're deciding to spend it, okay? How about that? Yeah, I appreciate your hope. I, uh, I didn't see that featurette. Uh, I have no hope. Oh, it's probably misplaced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, coming up next hour, why it appears, according to prominent Democrats who are not crazy people, that the Democratic Party might be doomed, at least, you know, for a while. These grand pronouncements, I've mocked this sort of grand pronouncement. The Republican Party will never win another election, you know, blah, blah, blah. Somebody trots that crap out all the time. But this is a data-driven argument that either the democrats are going to fundamentally change but quick or they will be swept away you might be interested in it that'll kick off hour three of the armstrong and getty show more to come this hour after a quick word from our friends at simply safe home security the best home security system you can buy plus it costs less and it is simpler they're announcing their new wireless outdoor security camera we've been talking about this it is a great camera yeah really great so listen to this and it uh, integrates perfectly, by the way, with the Simply Safe Home Security System, already the best system out there. But ultra wide, 140 degree field of view, so you can keep watch over your entire yard. 1080p HD resolution with an eight time zoom. That means you're actually going to get to zoom in on people's faces. If somebody was in your backyard or messing around in your front yard or whatever, um, zoom in on their face or their license plate. Built in spotlight, color night vision, so you can keep an eye on what's going on day or night. And easy-to-remove rechargeable battery. You don't need to have it next to an outlet like a lot of cameras do. You can put it wherever you need to. Yeah, and color night vision? Really? That's fabulous. Learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera by visiting simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. They're knocking 20% off the uh, price of your entire new system to celebrate the camera. First month of monitoring service free when you enroll in interactive monitoring again. 
simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Were you watching Giants Dodgers on TV? I was. I uh, would usually do it like after the family gathering, so I was bleary-eyed and perhaps in my cups, but yes. Did you see the game I was at where they showed Tom Cruise? I did. Because <laughs> uh, the New York Post has, what's up with the bloated chipmunk cheeks? Tom Cruise looks like a whole new person at baseball game. Now, I was watching it on the Jumbotron, and I wasn't that many rows away from him because uh, I got pretty good seats, but um, did he look? he looked old to me, and I thought, okay, so this is what a movie star looks like with... Out special lighting and makeup. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I watched. I saw him on camera. I have no comment on his cheeks, whether <laughs> upper or lower. I'm sorry. I thought, oh, Tom Cruise. Okay, <laughs> that was the extent of my my uh, meanderings. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the drunk old lady next to me, very nice person, but um, she gave my son a rally flag. We didn't apparently. If you walked in the first however many thousands, you got this orange flag to wave around when during crazy times and uh, we didn't have one and so she gave my son one she said i got plenty of these so that was really cool and he got to wave the flag anytime anything happened um and then i found a couple of more on the way out because practically everybody leaving the ballpark was hammered and stumbling around so a bunch of people dropped their uh the rally flags and i got one from alex because he texted me said hey if you can snag one of those do so i i got one for uh, my son henry and one for alex and he said, Alex said, uh, keep it yourself. And I said, I don't need it. I'm uh, I'm old and bitter. No, nothing brings me joy. So you can have it. Because, um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm past the point of getting any enjoyment out of anything like that. So <laughs> for whatever reason. It'll just end up in a box. Yeah. Cool thing was uh, I paid to park uh, 20% of the price of my first car is what it cost to park oh. near the ball game. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realize till yesterday they broke the mirror on my Tesla, so that was cool. Was there uh, driving in and out? They uh, smashed up against something, which is one of the one of the charms of uh, parking garages to start with. And I guess you're just out of luck when that happens, right? What are you going to do? Well, right. Hey, you broke my mirror. Hey, there's a big oh. sign that says it's your own risk. Yeah. Keep driving. Right. Whatever. Whiner. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, which reminds me, the New York Times, the liberal New York Times, with the headline over the weekend. A year after defund, police departments get their money back. Gosh, nobody saw that coming. Because nobody re- saw that that was a crazy, idiotic policy. Because reality raised its head? Like it always does. I hate reality. Well, you know, one more thing on uh, just fits in with uh, going to the ball game, Giants-Dodgers game, walking to the ballpark in San Francisco. Uh, Hanson was at the last game of the season, and he mentioned this to me. Uh, I mentioned it to some other people, and they uh, they said, oh, yeah, it certainly does. It smells like pee everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just smells like a toilet everywhere you go. Occasionally, it's interrupted by the pot smoke that kind of drowns out the urine. But it's just, it smells like urine. The strong smell of, like, you're in a dirty bathroom. Right, yes, yeah. Everywhere. A bathroom that's never, never cleaned, right. I used to think south of market was just a geographical direction. It actually stands for smell of urine till heaving. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> I, I was struck by the strong. Well, my son brought it up first. He said, how come it smells like dog pee? I said, that's human pee. Oh. And, uh, yeah, it does. because I said it, it's mostly because of how many people pee on the street. So that's the smell of progressive policies. Tell them that. And I and I needed to go myself. And I got to admit, I considered doing it on the street. I didn't because I understand the whole broken windows phenomenon. But the reason I even considered it. You're going to pee in a broken window. I don't understand what we've talked about this before. 
I know some of you know what that means, but yeah. Rudy Giuliani, I don't know, he didn't invent it. He he put it into place. Uh, Bratton came up with the idea, I think. Police chief of uh, LAN New York. Mm-hmm. Um, he came up with the idea that, you know, you got to you got to fix broken windows. I mean, just if you have a bunch of uh, minor things around, people treat the area worse and get the idea that you can do things. And I got to admit that because there was so much, such a pee, smell of pee everywhere, I kind of thought, why don't I just stop and pee? Which I would have never done before. Mm-hmm. Or in most cities would I do that. Ever think of peeing on the street. Yeah. But because there's so much pee everywhere, why not? This is sick enough. When in pee town, do as the peers do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that, that and that's what leads to it. Because nobody's going to think, well, I can't pee on the street. That would be crazy. Or right. I can't I can't put graffiti on this building. That would be crazy because it's graffiti and pee. And, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. it's Scott. I would have never guessed in my life that I would ever encounter that odor in the nice area of a major city. So from the department of the sun is hot and Hitler wasn't a nice guy, police departments are getting their funding back as residents are desperately saying refund the police, refund the police. We'll have the details for you in a moment. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Kardashian West, and it's so great to be here tonight. I know, I'm surprised to see me here too. When they asked, uh, I was like, you want me to host? Why? I haven't had a movie premiere in a really long time. I mean, actually, I only had that one movie come out, and no one told me it was even premiering. It must have slipped my mom's mind. I'm excited to be here tonight to show you guys that I'm so much more than just a pretty face. And good hair, and great makeup, and amazing boobs, and a perfect butt. Basically, I'm just so much more than that reference photo my sister showed their plastic surgeons. Really proud of is that no one could ever call me a gold digger. Honestly, I'm not even sure how you become one. So I asked my mom's boyfriend, Corey. <laughs> wow. She really mocking Kim me Kardashian, <laughs> really mocking the entire Kardashian thing. The sisters getting plastic surgery to look like her, the fact that her mom shopped her sex tape around to make her a star to start with. Right. Oh, yeah. There's a Bruce Jenner joke in there later. So anyway, yes, she's embracing the whole thing. Well, it's made them all billionaires, right? Right, and there's always been a, a bit of uh, like self mockery to it, hasn't there? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The the keeping up with the Kardashians has always been that. Yeah. How odd. How odd. So this uh, piece in the liberal New York Times opens with the demonstrators came at night. In the streets of Dallas, chanting and blowing whistles outside the home of Mayor Eric Johnson, protesting in occasionally personal terms his staunch refusal to cut funding for the Dallas Police Department. Defund, reclaim, reinvest, the people called out from the darkened streets. A few weeks later, the police chief resigned over her handling of large-scale protests. Then the city council voted to cut how much money the department could use on overtime and hiring new officers. That was last year. This year... Like in cities across America, they are restoring all the money that they took away and adding more desperately. 
has predicted by no one except us and anyone with two brain cells to rub together, cutting the police forces has been a disaster for cities. And they go through a bunch of examples from uh, uh, additional $200 million allocated for the NYPD, 3% boost given to the Los Angeles force. Even uh, Austin, Texas, restored the department's budget and raised it to new heights. Burlington, Vermont, where Bernie Sanders was mayor, went from cutting its police budget to approving $10,000 bonuses for officers to stay on the job. But perhaps nowhere has the contrast been as stark as in Dallas. Um, and they go into some of the details, but um, they are desperate, desperate for cops uh, to train new cops, training for cops and the rest of it. Um, and they go into the whole uh, George Floyd summer and the protests and the riots and the rest of it. Uh, by the way, uh, I can't remember who it was one of the one of the lawyers involved in the George Floyd thing from the beginning recently said, no, there's still no evidence that uh, race played any role in it. No, it's in a, it's impossible to know what was in the the heart of old uh, what's his face the cop who inexplicably and horrifically knelt on the guy's neck for all that time even after he'd gone limp limp. Um, but that just goes to show you the angry mob is generally not the best uh, sort of people to look to for ideas on governance. They mentioned Dallas had homicides up twenty five percent this year. Angry mobs shouldn't decide how many police we have. They shouldn't decide what statues get to stay up. They shouldn't get to decide what college professor works at your local university. Angry mobs shouldn't really decide anything. Yeah, one interesting thing that they write about in the article is so-called hotspot policing. Now, you're going to have to, you probably want to jot down notes, and if you don't have an advanced degree in criminology, this is going to be difficult for you to comprehend. But the idea of hotspot policing is you have more police where there are more crimes. What? Yeah, you deploy more cops to areas that have lots and lots of crime. Now, the current chief said hotspot policing is a polarizing subject, particularly in communities of color. Nothing was working, though, and now we're on to something that seems to be working. Then they actually go into the black neighborhoods like this barbershop where the owner got gunned down. And people say, yeah, I want to make sure it's, you know, uh, fair, even handed, not racist or anything. But, yeah, we need a lot of help in this neighborhood. So... You know, like I say, respect the police. Don't worship the police because they need to be held accountable. Respect the military. Don't worship the military. Otherwise, it'll spend trillions of dollars that, you know, are unnecessary or the military industrial complex takes over the country. Um, but I think that the fever pitch, crazy, progressive, everybody's afraid of them days are probably over. For instance, when corporations were uh, d- d- donating millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars to Black Lives Matter, the organization? That seems crazy now, sure given all the things that they advocate. Does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, bad news for sending Captain Kirk into space. It's too windy today, so they've had to scrap the launch today. Hopefully tomorrow they'll send the 90-year-old Bill Shatner into space. On more conventional flying, Southwest is still trying to get tens of thousands of people to their destinations as they got stranded over the weekend. We got this text a little bit ago. My flight out of Austin scheduled Saturday evening. We got a text three hours before the flight that it was canceled. We went to the airport and and stood in line to try to find out what was going on. One and a half hours later, we hadn't learned anything. We had paid it as $750 for a hotel, car, pet sitting, etc. for the weekend. Headed to the airport now, hopefully. That was Saturday evening they were supposed to fly out. Nothing yesterday. Hoping to fly out today. And that's the case with 
Thousands and thousands of people across the country as about a third of Southwest's flights over the weekend got canceled. Oh, my god! And nobody's for certain why. Right. Southwest tried to claim weather and air traffic uh, issues. Uh, the FAA said, FAA said there's no significant air traffic issues other than like two hours at one Florida airport. So something's fishy. A lot of people think it's the vaccine mandate. The pilots union says, no, that's not it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't I, I don't know. Do they just suck? How would they suck all of a sudden? They've been doing this for years and better than most every other airline. The labor shortage plus I don't you'd think they'd have nailed that down. Like compile a list of the flights you canceled. Why'd you cancel each one of them? And then th- th- to go ahead and publish that list. Otherwise, as you point out, Jack, and you you're right, you should be in their PR office. People are just gonna think, oh, Southwest sucks, they cancel flights all the time. You don't want to fly them. Well, no, this doesn't happen to have to happen very often before you would fly a different airline. You go to Vegas on a quick trip and think you're coming back and you end up, you know, missing a day's work or childcare or whatever the situation is. Another night in a hotel. You don't do that airline again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Southwest canceled almost 30 percent of the flights, 28 percent over the weekend. Uh, American canceled two percent. I saw Spirit Airlines ca- uh, canceled four percent. Oof. Yeah. What's up? And no explanation, and apparently you, you called the number for Southwest and you're on hold for like two and a half hours just to be told, oh, we don't know why. Yeah, better off just start walking. Yeah. If you start miss walking an, home. If you miss an hour of the show, go to armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.